The news is live on Jaw 99.7 FM in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi, and affiliates across Ghana's sister regions. Coming up, some gas outlets in parts of Kumasi and in Koko in Ashanti and eastern regions run out of liquefied petroleum gas as LPG Marketers Association and OMCs warn of nationwide shortage in the coming days if strike by tanker drivers continues. I've been to a gas station at Tentinkone in Kumasi. Already there are queues there. I've also been to one at, and I've seen a lot of queues there. We'll bring you details as Roads Ministry races to avert this crisis. Tonight, Kodeo reports isolated incidents of intimidation, violent clashes and violation of voting procedures at the Asin North by-election which returned to to Parliament. We have details as President Kufuado in the New Patriotic Party commends NDC for its victory. President of the National Association of Graduate Teachers, Nagrat Lambast, authorities of the St. Monica Senior High School following the death of a student who was allegedly denied exiat to seek medical attention. A girl falls sick and comes for exiat to go to the hospital. That will take her to the hospital. And then the girl is refused exiat, leading to the death of this girl. Also, Kabena feud between actress Yvonne Nelson and rapper Sarkodia described as unfortunate as Brand's expert warns of possibility of it tainting the image of the two showbiz personalities. The next effect of all that they are doing wouldn't be very healthy for both brands. And that hurts me because those two brands are the brands that are, they are helping Ghana shine. We hear from a councillor who is urging fans not to fill the squabble after the rapper responded to claims by the actress in her book. Instead of playing sides that I'm for Sarah Collier, I'm for Yvonnezing, I'm for a man, I'm for a woman, what do you see? They see them as a sister and a brother who need help. Let us settle for the details now. My name is Maxwell Agbaba. Unwinding queues have started building up at some gas outlets in parts of Kumasi and in Koko in the Ashanti and Eastern regions following a nationwide strike by tanker drivers. That is according to members of the LPG Marketers Association who say they have started recording shortages. Before then, the Association of Oil Marketing Companies indicated that more than 4,000 outlets across the country are going to run out of fuel because pump stations have not been refilled following tanker drivers nationwide strike over terrible roads leading to its depot. Although the roads ministry is scheduled to meet with the transporters on Thursday, unions chairman George Janu says they will not back down. The strike is still going on. Just yesterday, I, uh, I immediately we called the strike. In the evening, the road the highway minister called me and he said he's out of the country. So hopefully he will be in today. Therefore, he would like to engage us tomorrow being Wednesday, being the holiday. I said, okay, fine. As a honorable, we will give you that honorable respect. So anytime you are ready to meet us, we will call all the executives to meet you to listen to what you have for us. But what we are looking for is only to fix the road for us. You had Union Chairman George Nyano. Love FM's Mona Lisa from Pond earlier gauged the situation in Kumasi and has come true with this report. The Kase Bost Road in the Asokwa municipality of Ashanti region is riddled with potholes. Drivers, mostly heavy-duty trucks and petroleum tankers, struggle to maneuver their way around to leave the stretch safely. The association says the sit-down strike is to ensure roads in the petroleum enclave of Tema, Takrade, Kumase and Buipe are rehabilitated. 
Ashanti Regional Chairman Edmond Baba described the road in front of the Kumase Bust Depot as deadly. If you look at the front view of our depot here in Kumase, anytime it rains, it floods. And because the place is full of manhood, we are always afraid that when a vehicle is fully loaded and it happens to fall down there and there's an explosion to go into the depot. And you can imagine the number of tanks we have there. About, we have about 8 to 10 tanks, all filled with fuel. The drivers say they are aware of the implications of their action, especially shortage of petroleum products but believe an explosion could lead to loss of lives and property. They want government to consider their concerns as a national priority. For Joy News, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting. We can now hear from the Chief Executive Officer of the Oil Marketing Companies, Kukwajimandia, who says many fuel outlets are on the verge of running out. Oh, definitely you run out. If you run, because you know, normally what we do is we do replacement, replacement on Mondays. And this Monday, we never had the opportunity to do the replacement for the weekend uh, stock, which has been depleted. So then midweek, Wednesday, we start to also do something. And then Friday, we get something for the weekend. Now we are going past the Monday one, and it means in the whole stock that we have, that we are depleted, and we are not really replenishing the stock. So by we are going to uh, 48 hours now. By the time we hit the 72 hours, it becomes so crucial. That's why you get to the station you see that there's no fuel. There's no fuel. People should know fuel. And that's what's going to happen. And I want to get to the stage. Even getting some people to buy fuel becomes a problem. You are Chief Executive Officer of the Oil Marketing Companies, Kweku Ajimandia. Vice President of the LPG Marketers Association, Gabriel Kumitel's Joy News. The strike has the possibility of causing chaos in the coming days. I've been to a gas station at Kentinkoni uh, in Kumasi. Already there are queues there. Uh, I've also been to one at, uh, and, and I've seen a lot of queues there. Um, on Monday, I did predict that by Wednesday, if this situation is not resolved, we will start seeing queues in 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 the and if this should prolong to Friday, we are we are we are in for chaos. And and even the petrol stations, I mean, I've 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 had the opportunity of speaking to some of the oil marketing companies, and the stock they have cannot take them more than 24 hours. So if the situation persists by Friday which is also leading into a weekend we are likely to have a crisis on that well you have vice president of the lpg marketers association gabriel kumi my colleague carlos caloni was at some field stations here in accra and is reporting some road users are expressing concern over the strike by the tanker drivers he joins us via the phone lines right now carlos which stations have you visited and what can you report about the level of impact regarding the tanker driver strike so, I have been to a number of four stations in the capital. I first actually went to the Adabraka total filling stations. You know, there are two total filling stations on that particular street. So, I went there. Then, I also visited filling stations on the Graphic Road, as well as Alajo Goyle and Shell filling stations. Now, uh, at all these filling stations, there were no queues, actually. I saw vehicles come in, buy fuel, and go with ease. But even though managers of the stations declined speaking on record, they actually told me they had enough fuel that can actually last them week. So they were really not worried about the strike action by the Petroleum Tanker Drivers Association. But one interesting thing we observed actually at the car price guelfling station was that we saw a tanker of loading petrol. So we became alarmed because don't forget the strike action is still on. So we actually approached the 
tanker driver and then we asked why he was there at the time so he explained that he had loaded the week before which is last week but was released only today to offload the reason he was there at the moment so but that has been the story here in accra uh, carlos before you go you've been interacting with some drivers what have they been telling you Indeed, they have been expressing concerns over the strike action, and they, they want the government to actually intervene to avert any major shortages in the coming weeks. Others believe that a new government in 2024 would be the absolute solution to the problem. We cannot take a listen to what they've been telling me. Okay, we'll be bringing that audio to our listeners later. But thanks so much, uh, my colleague Carlos Caloni. Let's do some politics now. And the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers, Codeo, says there were pockets of intimidating incidents, violation of voting procedures, and violent clashes in the Asin North by election. In its end of poll statement, Codeo reported a generally peaceful, transparent, and credible elections. We'll go into the statement shortly. First, though, here's a wrap of events by my colleague Parkwesi Shandov. <laughs> This is not Kumewu. We took Charles Opoku's money and spent it, but we did not vote for him. These were chants from some jubilant voters in Asin North after the NDC's James Dachequason was declared winner of the by-election, which many pundits and connoisseurs have described as the most keenly contested by-election in the Fourth Republic. The exercise started in the early hours of Wednesday morning with hundreds of voters queuing to cast their ballots. Despite strong assurances of thorough security preparations, there were minor disturbances, including the arrest of an imposter who was clad in a military uniform. This, however, did not distort the flow of proceedings, which was generally described as peaceful. Amidst the process, National Communications Officer of the Opposition National Democratic Congress, Sami Jinfi, expressed confidence in his party's victory. According to him, the MPP's candidate was no threat at all, describing him as a political prostitute. But he was not the only one oozing with optimism. The Ashanti Regional Chairman of the ruling New Patriotic Party, Bernard Entribuesiakon, popularly known as Chairman Wuntumi, was equally confident about victory. About four hundred catch them. He said Nipa twenty six thousand. Now to Cecilia twenty six thousand. Cecilia Menoka said. Kumau, you did say. At the moment, the angels have told me that about twenty six thousand people have voted. Two point one five percent of the votes cast. Stephanie Bennett Enyonam of the Liberal Party of Ghana managed eighty seven votes, representing zero point two nine of the total valid votes cast. You heard Parkwesi Shandov's um, report. My colleague Kwekwasanti joins me in the studio with a copy of the statement from Kodeo. Uh, Kweku, what are the details of these isolated incidents Kodeo talks about? So there are three in general. They say first that at 7.20 a.m. at the Methodist Primary School in Breku, a journalist from Adum TV, our sister station, was interviewing electorates who were in a queue to vote and was confronted by a purported executive of the NPP for conducting interviews at the polling station. The police came in swiftly to deal with that. 
And then they said there was a violation of voting procedure and that at some polling station, some electorates were apprehended for taking snapshots of their ballot paper after voting. When questioned about their actions, they claimed that an unidentified individual had asked them to take a picture of the marked ballot in, uh, as proof of their vote in return for monetary reward. And then finally, there was a violent clash around 1 p.m. when a convoy of vehicles with NPP occupants accompanied by the Ashanti Regional Chairman of the NPP Chema want to be pursued a vehicle occupied by NDC supporters from a different polling station in Praso, located within that electoral area. They, they provide a polling station code. They say that during this pursuit, the occupants of the NPP vehicles proceeded to vandalize and damaged parts of the NDC vehicle, resulting in the commotion and disturbance along the roadside. Mm. But they said despite this, um, the election was generally credible and transparent. Indeed, they speak about how the police were proactive in, uh, in, in dealing with all these situations that they spoke about. They also talk about the arrival of materials by the Electoral Commission, and they mm. believe that this will serve as a blueprint for the next election. Um, finally, President Kufuado has a statement out. What is he saying? The president says he's congratulating the EC and the police for a job well done. He also congratulated the NDC for its victory yesterday, but he says he urged members of his party, the NPP, to keep their heads up, recognizing that in a democracy, they are winners and losers, and that we live to fight another day. We once held that Asin North seat, and I'm confident that sooner rather than later, Asin North will be blue again. You heard Kukwasanti with details of that statement from the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers, Kodeo. Joining us on the phone lines now is the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Bandi. Hello. Hello, Mr. Bandi. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Great. Now, let me find out from you. In the 2020 elections, um, the NDC won with a little over 3,000 votes. Um, in this by-election, the NDC has won close to 5,000 votes. How is the NDC interpreting this this victory, especially when your presidential candidate has said that a big margin will amplify the concerns that Ghanaians have about the um, governance of the country, the six-year governance of the NPP? Thank you very much. I think basically the NDC uh, see this victory as a, a referendum that has been passed on governments. Uh, at the end of the day, what it means is that the people have rejected corruption, the people have rejected the president and his preposterous commentary, trying to politicize judicial matters and making prejudicial commentaries that I believe are unpresidential, very divisive of the president. They have rejected the fact that government and UPP throughout this election have not engaged in the debate of bread and butter. And that Ghanaians are hungry. The government has impoverished Ghanaians and rendered all of us vulnerable. And that a hungry man is an angry man. So what is in this election is a reflection of hardship that the people are going through. They've rejected vote buying. They've rejected government machinery for us. What it means is that Kenyans have put their trust in the NDC. It puts on us a more responsible duty to organize ourselves as a government in Britain. We need to change out alternative direction and policies that will give ordinary Ghanaian hope because Nanadu and his government have failed to manage the affairs of this country.
In fact, he has exposed Ghanaians to a lot of risk that are avoided if proper governance systems were put in place. A government that have reduced governance to from development to politically oriented and expedient projects clearly is, is lost touch with the needs of the people. And so the NDC now would have to sit on the drawing board and as we've been saying, to prioritize issues of bread and butter because Ghanaians must be satisfied, put body and soul together before thinking about other things. That is what this president is not doing. And that is what for us is good. Again, we have rejected political persecution, voted against injustice, and that these governments will do everything to persecute people they do not agree with. The people of Ghana says, we are tired, Nanado. We are tired with your crude and obsolete governance strategies. We don't need this in our country. And so we are voting against your money. We are voting against your machines. We are voting against your government. Is what it means for us in the NDC. Mm. I, I sense a lot of optimism um, in your voice this evening. So, so what? You're saying that you think this is a foretaste of what is to come in the year 2024, during the 2024 general election? Look, the only alternative solution to the problem of the ordinary Ghanaian is the NDC and John Ramani Mahama. Because we are in the position to redistribute national resources to the poor, the ordinary Ghanaian. We don't center our resources to people wearing suits in Accra and driving long cruises. The NDC's strategy and ideology of development is to touch lives, transform lives, and make sure that Ghanaians live comfortably in their country. Beyond hardship, we are looking at corruption that this government has undertaken in the last six years. Every day, scandals upon scandals. Nanado's name does not pass without corruption and scandal. That is what the people of Ghana are against, and that we in the NDC will bring sanity into the system, will bring accountability into the system. And I must say that when the NDC comes to power, God willing, the mandate of Ghanaians will not be taken for granted. And one of the things that His Excellency John Damani Mahama will do is to hold public officials accountable. Okay. And so we in the NDC are in the position to give Ghanaians a better alternative. And it is for us to use this as a benchmark, prepare ourselves. Clearly, the people have been rejected. Nanado have been rejected. He was in a thing not. He made prejudicial comments. He made preposterous comments. He rejected him. And that is a reflection of the nature of the bad governance we are experiencing in this country. I want to say uh, thank you to you, uh, Mustafa Gbandi. He's the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. Let's take you to the Ashanti region now, where the President of the National Graduate Association of Teachers, Nagrat Angel Kabunu, has chastised authorities of the St. Monica Senior High School at Mampon following the death of a student there. The deceased is alleged to have been denied an exit after she requested to go home and seek medical attention. Listen to the livid Nagrat president speaking in an audio broadcast, the teacher saying the issue could have been prevented. My dear colleague teachers, there is an unfortunate development in Mampong, uh, St. Monica Senior High School. That has led to the interdiction of the management of the school. I've had a lot of complaints from our members uh, to intervene in the case. But I wonder how and why 
this situation should arise in the first place. A girl falls sick and comes for exeat to go to the hospital. The girl is shown to the house staff documentary evidence that will take her to the hospital. And then the girl is refused exeat, leading to the death of this girl. Now, people are threatening brimstone against the Ghana Education Service. Teachers are being uh, insulted left and right on radio, local radio stations and so on and so forth. My colleagues, sometimes I don't know what is wrong with us teachers drawing onto ourselves problems and challenges that nobody compensates us for. If a student is sick and there is evidence that the student is sick and the student comes to you for exit, what on earth do you benefit for refusing the student and exit to go to hospital? What on earth? What do you stand to benefit as a teacher for refusing to give exit to a student to go to the hospital? We have reports when parents who gave birth to their own children come to you and say, I want to take my daughter home, I want to take my son home for this and that a reason. And school authorities will say, I will not allow you. At the end of the day, when there is a problem, you want all of us to share the problem. How much are you being compensated for? For a job that is unnecessarily done by you, that people don't even recognize. But the story in Mampong is a very, very sad one. And an innocent girl has lost her life just because a housemistress is refused to do her duty. How can you say that it is not time for exit? Therefore, whether you are sick or not, whether you are dying or not, I am not going to give you exit. Colleague teachers, sometimes we attract onto ourselves some of these invectives and negative expressions that people make against us. If you feel that the house staff job is too much for you, you can resign. There is no need for this girl to die at St. Monica's at all. You heard the president of the National Association of Graduate Teachers, uh, Angel Kabonu. He joins us via the phone lines now. Mr. Kabonu, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. What really is the exit protocol in our senior high schools? It appears this has been left to the discretion of the school authorities and housemasters and housemistresses. Any protocol? Well, to be very honest with you, the Ghana Education Service needs to do a lot of work in documenting some of these protocols so that they become a universal standard of reference so that schools will not take decisions on their own and people will not be taking decisions based on discretion. The event that happened at St. Monica's was used by me as an event to advise my colleague teachers that there are certain things we do with the intention of ensuring discipline and harmony in the schools that ends ends up coming back to bite us and certain things that could be operative in the 60s and the 70s will not be relevantly operative today in the year 2023 so when you listen to my text very well, advising my colleague Nagrat members who are in most secondary schools that we need to be very, very careful. Sometimes, sometimes maybe we become a bit overzealous 
in the work that we do. You know, for example, the Ghana Education Service is giving clear directives that henceforth there should be no caning in schools. But after that directive was given, some teachers went ahead to cane, and we have recorded, uh, we've had reported uh, uh, complaints that children have died as a result of caning. If the child itself, uh, he, the child itself was on his way uh, to death, and then you go and touch the child with the cane, the parents, the community will say that the child died as a result of your caning. So some of these of auxiliousness, and we need to err on the side of caution. So it is an admonition to my colleague teachers, indicating that, look, there are certain things that we do that when there is problems, you face the problem yourself because it is not even expressed in any document. Look, we, we understand investigations are underway and um, some teachers in the school have already been interdicted. Can you tell us who these persons are and what you think should be the way forward on this? Well, I have information that the, the management of the school uh, have been interdicted pending investigation, and I understand investigation is ongoing. I know that the police have come to interrogate uh, people in the school and outside the school. The general education service also, yesterday I had a, a discussion with the director general. The general education service is also looking into the issue. But you see, my, my, my brother, uh, let's, we teachers will have to advise ourselves. We teachers will have to caution ourselves. And let me give you a classical example. And I'll not mention the name of the school. Parents went to a school in the eastern region to ask permission to bring their daughter to attend the funeral of the, uh, the, the student's grandfather. The school authorities refused to allow the, 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 the student to uh, come for the funeral. I said, what? Someone came, you, you have ascertained that this is the mother and father of the student. I am coming to take my daughter home to attend a funeral. You say, no. and that resulted into a whole lot of commotion, which to me was totally unnecessary. What do you stand to benefit as a school, as school authority? When parents, certified parents, it's not as if somebody is coming to impersonate, certified parents are coming for their daughter. What do you lose? And what do you gain in keeping that girl in the school in the first place? Hmm. I want to say a big thank you to you for joining us. You had the president of the National Association of Graduate Teachers, um, Angel Cabano. It's time to get into the world of business now. And Darokwal is in the studio. Hi, Maxwell. Now, players in the shipping industry have expressed optimism about the outlook despite the impact of COVID-19 economic challenges and other factors. This is coming after the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority recorded about 15% drop in cargo between January and September 2022. According to Group Senior Director for Fuel Trade, Kwabna E.J. Bwahin, all is not lost despite stakeholders reeling under the current situation. He was speaking to Joy Business after opening the new office space of subsidiary Bulk Ship and Trade Limited in Tema. The big picture is that all over the world, COVID played a significant part in the decline of the world economy. Gradually, the world is picking up. Uh, China is picking up. The US is picking up. Ghana is picking up. And we believe that with a tick in business, with a tick in the economy, it would affect uh, all sectors of Ghana's economy for us to also benefit. So yes, we believe that with the uptick in the economy, we would also improve. 
You had a group senior director for fuel trade, uh, Kwapna A.J. Boahim. Now, government has reiterated its commitment to shift to less carbon-generating sources of energy, breaking away from fossil fuel in the long term. Known as the Energy Transition Framework, a Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Japamesa, said the country is beginning to feel the real impact of climate change. He spoke to the media uh, after at the media launch and opening of nominations for this year's Ghana Energy Awards. Government's vision for a just and equitable transition framework is a bold one, one that aspires to discharge our international obligations in the matter of climate change and a move away from fossil fuel use. But it is also a framework that recognizes the importance of our natural resources and our determination to ensure that these are not stranded and that the transition happens on our terms and nothing else. As a ministry, we are committed to collaborating with our sector agencies and other relevant stakeholders to ensure that our goals are aligned as we pursue the conversation on the future of our energy sector and ultimately our national industrialization agenda. Together, there's so much we can achieve for our beloved country. A Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Japamesa. Now, Enterprise Group says it remains cautiously optimistic about the prospects for economic growth this year, despite the adverse impact of the domestic debt exchange program. According to the company, in the short term, there will be a challenge with disposable income due to the cumulative effects of increases in electricity and water tariffs, rising food prices, and the increase in the VAT rate. Daniel Labitieku is Group CEO of Enterprise Group and has been speaking to Joy Business at the company's annual general meeting. The future is very positive. The future looks very bright. If you go through our results, you realize that our top line, which is our core bread and butter business, which is the insurance premiums, grew by almost 21%, which is a reflection of how good our business or how um, vibrant our business is. So in spite of the challenges that the debt exchange program brought to bear, we still were able to sail through and deliver reasonable results um, to our stakeholders. I mean, innovation is so key in modern day businesses. So that is what we are seeking to, to, to leverage on. And therefore, we have even set up an innovation center, which is looking at, on daily basis, new ways of doing business. So innovation is going to be very key in our business going forward. And that was Group CEO of Enterprise uh, Group, Daniel Labitieku, ending business on Newsnight. A business on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Ghana Pay and Alliance Live. Back to you, Maxwell. Thank you, Daryl Kwao. <laughs> How's your health day going, though? Uh, I've not gotten meet here, so tell Koko um, Asante I'm waiting Definitely. after the news. I wasn't waiting for mine. <laughs> Okay, so let's continue. Down. President Ikufuado says the implementation of the Gold for Oil deal has played a pivotal role in maintaining stability of prices at the pumps. He indicates that the economy has seen significant growth of 4.2% in the first quarter of 2023, with the currency witnessing stability bringing relief to the market. Speaking at the Idol Ada celebration, President Ikufuado emphasized that the implementation of the Gold for Oil deal has contributed to the stability of prices of petroleum products. It is this attitude and commitment by government that have enabled our nation to obtain an IMF program in record time. As you can see, we're beginning to navigate the turbulence with our economy growing by 4.2% in the first quarter of 2023. The currency has seen some stability lately. And through the Gold for Oil program, We've seen the stability in the prices of petroleum products as well, all of which 
are helping to bring inflation down. Things are getting better and will get better, I can assure you. He also urged citizens to continue to support government's efforts to revive the economy. Meanwhile, the National Chief Imam Sheikh Osman Unuhu Sharbutu is asking residents of Boko to embrace peace as the Muslim community observes Idolada. Um, Your Excellency, Chief Imam says on this special occasion he commits the whole of the nation into the care of the Almighty Allah. Indeed, Allah has kept order in our country and given us peace, we ask him to enhance the peace and harmony. The situation is of, in, in Boko is of concern to us. We ask Almighty Allah to bring his peace to Boko. Our nation in Ghana, we ask Almighty Allah to keep intact our country. The two leaders that God has given to us, His Excellency the President and His Excellency the Vice President, we commit them unto the care of Allah. May Allah grant them His protection. Well, a brand's communication expert, Dr. Ike Tando, has described as unfortunate the online feud between rapper Sarkodie and actress Evan Nelson, as he says, it could taint the image of the two entertainment personalities. Social media went into a frenzy after Sarkodie released a song responding to claims the actress made in her memoir that she aborted a baby for the rapper 13 years ago. We'll be hearing from the brand's experts shortly, but first, my colleague Jacqueline and Somayuboa is keenly following the pair as they trade accusations over their bitter past and captures it all in the following report. <laughs> The two are trading blame over their 2010 pregnancy, which was later terminated. Sarkodie played to her strength rap to respond to Yvonne's blame for the situation captured in her new book, I Am Not Yvonne Nelson. This extract is read by an actor. I wasn't the only one responsible for the situation, so I called the man whose potent seed had germinated in me. His name is Michael Owusuadu, a renowned Ghanaian musician who is better known as Sarkodie. I called him on the phone and said we needed to talk. He still lived with his mother and this was not the kind of news to break in the house. I sensed the intensity of his emotions when I broke the news to him. I could hear his heart pounding and when he finally found his voice, he faltered. His message was, however, unambiguous. He didn't want the pregnancy. That would damage him and his career. The only option was to get rid of it. I was still wondering if the man whose name I bore was my father. How was I going to bring another human being into this world to live like me? Someone whose father would reject him or her as Mr. Nelson had rejected me? If there was a way to spare someone else the trauma I was contending with, why would I reject that option? Especially when I was not psychologically and emotionally prepared to be a mother? 
It took Sarkodie 10 days to respond, and when he did, it was some style. A signature rap song released to his Twitter handle in the wee hours of the night, denying Sarkodie's story outright. You had Jacqueline and Suma, your boy's report. Now, brand communication expert Dr. Ike Tando says the online squabble can affect the brand of the two entertainment personalities. The net effect of all that they are doing wouldn't be very healthy for both brands. And that hurts me because those two brands are the brands that they, they are helping Ghana shine. So with the morning and then reading the book and then coming up to this morning and then reading another rap line full of punch lines and insults, I don't think it's very healthy for very healthy for both brands. Quite unfortunate. I think that there are things that I always say to my students and to everybody who I encounter who wants to build a brand that will last. Think beyond today. Think beyond what you keep that culture or the fans are expecting. And then look at yourself in the next 10, 15, 20 years and the kind of associations, the kind of things that you want to do aside rapping or aside acting. You had brands communication expert Dr. Ike Tando. A counselor, Frank Edema Dofolu, is urging social media users not to feel the feud with their comments. He spoke on a Joy Entertainment Twitter Spaces conversation on the matter hosted by Kwame Dazi. What is happening out there can happen to any of us. So, Do what we should do is instead of playing sides that I'm for Sarah Kodier, I'm for Yvonne Nancy, I'm for a man, I'm for a woman. What do you see? They see them as a sister and a brother who need help. What can I do to help them to make their life better, their music career better, their acting career better, their family better? When you're doing that, you're adding value to their life. But when you come and say things which fuel this whole fuse, make things worse, bad, at the end of the day, we are destroying them. And that's a hypocrisy, trying to say that I love the person, I care about the person, but besides that, you are doing things that destroy the person. We should not go in that and Let's be at least human beings okay. in, okay. the, in the middle of this whole issue. If you are there, Councillor Frank Adam Adufoli. When you hear this, then you know it's time for the National Science and Maths Quiz. Now, love yet again wins in the face of tribulation and despair as the boys from Premper College cheered on their female affiliates, Yasantua Girls SHS, to escape a narrow defeat against St. Joseph SHS and Inkawiye SHS. The ladies from the Warriors' land who nearly gave up on winning at the second round of their contest after trailing their fiercest contenders with six points managed to overturn the contest in their favor, sprinting past the two schools and winning the contest with 40 points. Imano Bright Kweku reports from Kumasi. These are the ladies from Yasantua Senior High School. They just won their contest with such an impressive overturn. You were almost written off. But you managed to overturn things. How, how does that make you feel? I wasn't worried because I could predict 
that I was we were going to emerge as you could project hey, why you are prophetess I'm not but then I could I from everything I, I could see that I we are going to I know it got a bit tense in the room, but once the, your boys came inside and I started sharing you on, I realized everything over 10. At that point, I didn't know what to feel. That's what we call, we are officially blown away. You are going to meet them in the regional championship. Is it going to be just love? Oh no, when they meet us, they are not going to just leave us to go. They are going to fight. We are also going to show them that we deserve them. That's how we end the ill-add edition of the news at six. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. My name is Maxwell Agbaba. Bye-bye. Super Hits Radio. Radio. Joy 99.7. Hey, you ever buy credit where you get up to 20% of your money back before? Look, I tell you about Vodafone's a double promo. See, anytime you recharge for a double, you get up to 20%, whether it be short code or your Vodafone cash wallet, or you don't use credit transfer to your number or someone else. And now you be high tech, so you don't use my Vodafone app or any payment app. However, you do Vodafone go send you up to 20% cash back. Into your Vodafone cash account. We'll reload here. But then he enters. Top up your airtime with five Ghana CD or more in Vodafone's and double promotion. And receive 20% of your money back straight into your Vodafone cash wallet. Recharge and cash out in the Vodafone and double promotion. Vodafone, further together.